Are you ready for a conference that will change your life? The Ultimate Christian Communicators Conference welcomes you to come as you are and leave inspired, equipped, and connected with ladies who will mentor you from the minute you sign up for the conference and beyond. God has gifted you with a message that others need to hear, and this conference and our speakers will provide you with the tools to implement a plan that is unique to you. We want to prepare you for success and give you ways to leave with the information you need. With our worship band, our hands-on staff ready to pray with you and for your specific needs, and the talent of our speakers, you will be ready to take a leap to take your business to the next level. For details, cost, location, and schedule, go to ultimatechristiancommunicatorsconference.com. We're waiting to help you. Are you ready to do something about your great idea? Do you need help and encouragement to get those words off the computer screen and into the hands of an eager reader? What about podcasting? Do you have something you want to share? Well, I can help. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I'm an author, a publisher, a podcaster, and a serial entrepreneur. And best of all, I'm your host on the Writing and Podcasting Advice Show. Visit writingandpodcastingadvice.com for more information, and come on in. Let's get started. Hey friends, Felice Gerwitz here with an episode of writingandpodcastingadvice.com. Today, I am going to share with you some interview tips that are going to help you improve your reach and guess what? Get invited back as a guest. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. I want to thank our sponsor, Media Angels, the host of the conference, the Ultimate Christian Communicators Conference. It's a -a one-of-a-kind in-person event that helps you boost your writing, blogging, coaching, or speaking. If you've been thinking about doing something and not sure exactly what you want to do, or if you have a book, or maybe you're a public speaker and want to have a greater reach, please join us. Uh, This event is taking place um, in the future as I share this with you. Um, We probably will have some downloadable product if you're not able to meet us um, in Tampa, Florida in 2020. So I'd love to have you go check out the site at ultimatechristiancommunicatorsconference.com. Well, do you want to be one of those guests that gets invited back? Here are some interview tips that are going to help you. And, you know, if you haven't listened to my other podcast, Getting an Interview, do that. I've got the link on the show notes. You can get the show notes for episode 12, Interview Tips on uh, writingandpodcastingadvice.com. Well, if you've listened to this podcast and thought, wow, that guest is great, or you have listened to another podcast and thought that, or maybe on television or radio or whatever that is, um, and then you feel like, gosh, I want to know more about them. I want to check out their website, maybe follow them on social media, um, maybe just connect with them or buy their book or product or hire them or whatever that is. That is a great guest. That's a guest that makes you want to connect with them, get to know more about them, and they have been successful because they have expanded their reach. 
I am a host on um, you know many different podcasts. I have done this for quite a while, over 10 years now. And I will tell you, there are some guests that I've had that are superstar students. They are the ones uh, that get me everything I need when I need it, that don't make me wait, that answer the questions, that you know share some pertinent information about themselves that um, you know maybe I want to consider talking about. And so these guests are the ones that I will say to them, you know, if you have a new book or a new product, you know, let me know and I'll have you back on. In fact, I just did an interview on another podcast and I said that exact thing to the guest that I had on. He was very informative. He was helpful. He explained things in a clear manner and he knew his stuff. Plus, he was enthusiastic, all the things I look for, uh, someone who's passionate about what they're sharing. Well, if you don't know why you want the interview other than, let's say, to sell more books or to get more reach, then you really need to think about that. You need a list of questions that um, you provide the host, or maybe they're going to provide you with a list of questions. You know, find out more about the host. And here are some things I would like you to think about. The first is, do I know something about the show host? Have I listened to previous shows? If you don't know anything about your show host, you won't have any idea of what's required of you. Does this person um, like to uh, be funny? Do Are they engaging? Are they kind of... Um, Will they say something like, oh, you know what? This wasn't in our list of questions we talked about, but I want to know this. You know, um, so that, that way you'll have an understanding, you know, is this person super serious and do I need to just stick to the facts? Or if something comes up, can I share that and will this host be receptive? The second is, did the show host ask me for a topic or is there a topic I gave that I feel passionate about and I want to use it as an advantage to show off my expertise? Now, I had someone contact me recently and one of the things they did was they shared their reach and said, after this broadcast, I will share it with my Instagram followers on my Facebook page um, you know, on, and on my website, on my blog. So they gave me numbers and I thought, well, this would be good, but I didn't really want to highlight what this person wanted to highlight, but I looked at their uh, blog and their area of expertise was younger kids. So I was doing a series on field trips. And so I thought, you know what, this would be a great guest to share with us field trips that would be great for younger children. And so I asked her if she would do that. And of course, we'll talk about her books and products and blog and social media. But we're going to talk about that topic, which is going to engage my listeners and will help them. Um, hopefully, we haven't done the podcast yet, but we'll help them, you know, get to know the guest and find out more information. So I have a little bit of give and take with my um, guests. Uh, when I received the email, it wasn't from this particular person, somebody they have working with them, but it said in the reference, I've listened to your podcast. Very interesting. And yes, as an aside, that did capture my attention. Number three, if the show host asks for a specific topic outside of my area of expertise, can I make it work? 
And do I know enough to sound informative? Just like I gave you that example of this other guest um, knowing a lot about younger kids because of the materials that she's written some stuff on preschool and kindergarten. So she was a perfect person to ask for that. But let's say I asked her to do something for high school. You know, she could say, well, that's not really in my area of expertise. Or she could come back and say, you know what? I have lots of information about that, or I can gather information about that. Are you still interested. The problem when you're going outside of your area of expertise is you're not going to really be able to promote what you want to promote. So it may not be the best fit. And that's what you have to weigh. Is it worth getting on that show um, just to get on a show? Or do you really want it to um, you know, look like you're informative? The fourth is Did they ask for a set of questions? If not, did you provide them? It's always good to give a set of questions you would like the host to ask. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stick to that. Sometimes I'll wait a couple of days, and if I don't get anything back and I need to get that off my to-do list, I will send them a list of questions that I could perhaps ask, and then I will say in an email, could you please add to this if there are a few points you would like to make, and typically they do. The fifth is, do I need any special equipment? Is it going to be on a computer? You know, do you need a good headset or microphone? Is is it um, call-in only? Do you have a clear connection with good cell or landline service? Now, I shouldn't have to say this, but I will because it's happened. If you are, let's say, on a headset and you have your cell phone nearby, please put it on mute or remove it. If you are on your phone and you can disable um, call waiting, please do so. There's nothing more irritating than um, doing an interview and hearing a phone buzz in the background or even a landline ring or kids come in. Not that I don't love kids. I have five of my own and a bunch of grandkids. But if you are hosting an event and you want to have a clear recording and not have to have any edits, which does not make the host happy, even if they have someone off-site doing their edits, um, it's best to be as quiet as possible. Do things happen? Of course, you know, um, but you want to, you know, this is uh, the point of this entire podcast is that you want to get invited back, right? You want other people to hear you and say, oh my gosh, I need to have that person person on as a guest. The sixth point is, do I have a number or website link or do I need software on my computer? We used to use um, a, a different software than what I use now and that took forever to download and to get straight and to make sure that um, you know my, my volume was good on the audio or when we did video for the video. If you're asked to do a a particular thing, like for example, sometimes I use Zoom. So go to zoom.us and set up a free account and try it out. You can test it. You can see if it works well for you. And guess what? It will be on your computer. Now, I use two different computers. I use a Mac to record and I use a PC to do editing and some graphics and some other stuff I like to do. On the Mac, it always asks for the app. On the PC, it lets me go on the website for the times I use that. So there is going to be a little bit of a delay if you're on your Mac and it's looking for the app. So you want to make sure you have your call-in information. If there's a number you need to type in, have that ready. If there is a PIN you need, do that as well. Now, many 
uh, situations are coming up where people are, you know, coming on a call that are uninvited. So they've started, um, you know, making us have a password. So make sure you know that password. Also, um, if I'm hosting something and, you know, I do a lot of pre-recording. So if I'm doing that, I make sure my email is available so that if that person emails me and says, hey, I can't get on, that I can quickly give them the links and the information they need so that they can get on. The seventh point is, do I have a headshot or logo or bio or something like that? Make sure you send that when you send either your request for an interview or not necessarily your headshot or logo, but your bio. You want that person to know something about you. One of the reasons that I uh, don't always do interviews is because they take time. Just like I expect you to listen to my podcast to be a guest, I'm going to research you and know something about you. I don't want you to come on and know nothing about you. Um, you know, because then later I might learn, oh my gosh, this person has an expertise in this area, and I just didn't share that. As far as the headshot or logo goes, make sure you have that information to your show host. If you send it too late, they may not use it. And sometimes I do uh, use headshots, sometimes I don't. It depends on the quality of the headshot, truthfully. If it's something that was taken in somebody's backyard, even if the lighting is good and that person looks great. I may not use it. Um, I would rather have something that is professional. Uh, so, you know, something like that. Also, if your logo isn't clear, uh, you may also not want to send that and just send, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a headshot unless they ask you. The eighth is, do you have a call to action to the guest? Something that encourages them to connect with you. For example, I might say, you know, this has been so great, and I have this one page I would like to get to you, uh, listeners. And if you, you know, email me or go to mediaangels.com forward slash, and I will give them a landing page. Um, that would be somewhere where you would send the listeners to either connect with you on social media, you might have a PDF that they could download, but it gets them to your website because that's the ultimate goal. You want this guest, um, you know, this guest spot to use as increasing your reach, to be used to sell books, to be used for other things. Yes, you, you are going to give. You're going to give information that's good information. You're not going to give everything in your book. For example, if someone wanted me to come on and talk about writing and publishing, I have a, a little book that takes between two and four hours to read that has tons of information about how uh, to look at publishing a book. But I'm not going to give all four hours worth of information, even if I could give a nutshell version of it. So just those kinds of things. But you want to give some good, hard-hitting facts that are going to help the audience. And again, uh, show them that you have some credibility and that you care. Because you can't fake that, friends. You can't fake that you care. Um, one of the reasons I'm uh, doing this Ultimate Christian Communicators Conference is because I feel led to help and mentor people. I always think that you know there are so many other people out there that are so great at what they're doing and could possibly you know, need a little gentle nudge or some help. And that was the reason I wanted to have it in person rather than online. 
Um, I used to do a lot of in-person conferences and speaking, and I kind of pulled away for a while. I needed a break. And now I feel revived and revigorated, and I want to connect with an audience again. There's nothing like an in-person conference to connect. So that's important. And the last is, if you have a book or a blog or a website, do send them to um you know, a place, some place that you would want them to go. Um, I shared in the last point about giving them a call to action. The call to action might also be, you know, check out my book on Amazon, or or it could be you telling them about an event where you will be speaking. You get the idea. You want them to connect with you, and you want to send them somewhere. So that's called the call to action. All right, so to be a guest, you need to think quickly if the host throws you a question you don't know. If it's something you can't answer, here are some options that will work. The first is, thanks for that question, but truthfully, it's outside my area of expertise. Another one that would work would be, I appreciate you asking me, and I can email you those website links after this interview so that you'll have it available to your listeners. Or the third is, That's a great question. And if your listeners connect with me on my website, um, I can share that information with them. So those are just some quick things in case you have an issue. Please do not say something like, oh, you're going to have to edit this part out because I don't know the answer to that question. You can do it gracefully and you can be ready um, with some sort of answer. And you know what? Sometimes your show host knows the answer to the question and they can say, oh, I'd be happy to share some information that I know about that. So you don't know. Any of those gracious replies will work, however. What if the host says something negative and you disagree? I've had this happen uh, with two different guests and in the not so recent past. The first is, if you're a guest and you want to be invited back, you remember, remember to be gracious. So here are some things. One, interrupt as soon as you can to clarify your position. Number two, if it's not egregious, let it go. Number three, correct the host kindly. Something like, well, in my experience, I found, or I can only respond to that statement based upon my own experience. The fourth is, if you are the host, like I was, I edited the section out. Somebody um, made a generalized comment on one of my recent podcasts about uh, faith denominations and basically called them out for something that I thought was unfair because I believe you can't ever make, well, all blah, blah, blahs, you know, of this faith or all, you know, people that are in this political party. I believe when you make all statements, they really need to be generalized um, and kind or they're going to be taken out of the podcast. So that's something I can do. It wasn't anything that was really pivotal uh, to the conversation we were having. It just um, was an answer to a question, like an addendum to the answer. So I felt that uh, we needed to take that out. You don't want to be offensive. 
Um, it tends to happen if it's something that might be a hot topic, if you're uh, defending a position. Um, always keep your cool. You've seen discussions on television and on uh, social media that turn sour quickly, and nobody wants to spend time reading that. I don't, and I don't want to spend time listening. If people are yelling at each other, I'm going to turn the channel. I don't mind having discussions that are totally opposed to what I believe if it can be done kindly and without, you know, any kind of uh, slander or slurs or anything. Um, That would be the ideal. Remember, you want to be invited back. That's what this is all about. One thing that a good guest will do that endears me quickly is to answer emails uh, promptly And, you know, I understand over the weekend there's going to be a delay, but typically if a host asks for a headshot, a bio, or some other pertinent information, if you take a long time getting back to them, they aren't going to be happy about it, and they're going to think that you're just not organized. Some of my most important quote-unquote guests have been the ones who respond the quickest. Um, I try really hard to get back to people immediately. I just received an invitation in the mail. You know how many of us um, are used to getting snail mail invitations. But I did recently uh, to do a talk in Texas. And so I have a number sitting here to get back to the person. And I've delayed um, just because I keep forgetting to do it. If it was an email that came in, I would have looked at my calendar, prayed about it, and given them a response within a day or so. So sometimes there is going to be a delay for a reason. If, for example, um, you have a delay because you're not sure about your schedule, immediately let that person know. Um, I did email this person, um, and so let let them know that I would be calling them and that the date was fine. But um, you know, just picking up the phone and calling for me in particular, as much as I talk, I am not one to pick up the phone um, often unless it's family. Well, that is it. You are on your way to being a great guest, getting invited back, and I hope you enjoy these interviewing tips. If you have something that would pertain to this podcast on uh, writing and publishing or podcasting, or you have a great book you'd like me to highlight, or maybe something you learned in the writing process, contact me at feliceatmediaangels.com. I'd love to hear from you. Take care. You can find the show notes at writingandpodcastingadvice.com, episode 12. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to the Writing and Podcasting Advice Show. You may contact me via email at felice at mediaangels.com or via social media. Let me know how I can help you launch your career.